Welcome, 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 everybody. Harmonic Whiskey Tales, Formula One, Russian Grand Prix race summary, or whatever. Um, I hope everyone had an enjoyable Sunday. It was a uh, pretty good race. It was nice to be able to actually watch the race. Um, oh, there's a real one. Well, they're not. The other one was real. I just it's pre-recorded, so I can you know professional. Um, yeah, I'm having a whiskey. Fuck it. It's Monday, but what are you going to do? Um, so yeah, the race. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Can't remember. Oh yeah. It's nice to uh, be able to watch it um, when it's actually on and have to avoid results and all that sort of shit because you can just accidentally just come across the result and you're like, oh, fuck. So, yeah, it's nice to have done that. And actually, um, in a couple of weeks, we're at Suzuka in Japan, which is, I really enjoy that racetrack. A, to drive, like virtually, and uh, just to watch. And just it's such a cool track. Um, it's like high speed and... I don't know, it's cool, and it's very technically difficult as well, so the really good drivers really kind of stand out there as well, so, um, yeah, so looking forward to that one, um, and it's on like in the afternoon, so it's actually, it's like a luxury, so I'll actually be able to do these um, episodes, like, just after the races and get them uploaded and stuff, so that's quite cool. Um, so, Russian Grand Prix, um, pretty good race, I enjoyed it, um, obviously, You'll know I'm happy because Hamilton won, so that's good. 1-2 for Mercedes, keeping up their 1-2 record there since it's been in um, in Sochi since 2014. They've won every race, so I think they've won 2 every race as well, actually, so it's pretty impressive. Is it 1-2 to every race? I don't know. Anyway, they've won every race, so pretty cool. Uh, let us go to um, the results. I'll bring them up. And then we'll break down the race. A few little things, some controversy, which I think is getting kind of blown out of proportion a little bit because people are, I don't know, with Vettel and stuff. But anyway, we'll come back to that. So, um, hang on, let me just have a little sip of whiskey. Oh, it's so good. I'm just on the Abelor 12-year-old at the moment. Very nice it is too. So, uh, P1, Hamilton, as I said, winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Oh, actually, no, he doesn't like chicken. He's vegan, so winner, winner, vegetarian dinner. Um, P2 Bottas did a really good job. He had Leclerc chasing him for about the last 20 to... Well, about 20 laps or so, um, and was under a lot of pressure from him and managed to keep ahead of him. So that was actually really well done from him. Uh, Leclerc finished third, Verstappen fourth. Bit of a quiet race for him. He was just kind of stuck in between. He wasn't quite quick enough to keep up with Mercedes and Ferrari, but he was quite a bit quicker than McLaren and Renault and Haas and stuff. So he was just sort of by himself. And obviously the album started at the back. Um, he didn't really have anyone to race against. So, um, But I mean, a solid fourth. I mean, it was about as well as he could have done. Uh, worse what well, because Vettel ended up... Uh, going out about halfway through the race, which we'll come to. Um, yeah, so Albon fifth, good drive from him. We'll come back to that. Carlos Sainz sixth, another good result. He's just putting in really good, consistent results. So awesome job from him uh, and from McLaren. Uh, Sergio Perez, racing point uh, seventh. Good race from him. Norris eighth. Uh, Magnussen ninth. He should have been a bit higher up, but he got a bit of an unfair penalty. Um, we can come back to that. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg for Renault 10th in that final point playing position. 
Uh, we had Stroll in 11th, Daniel Kvyat 12th, Kimi Raikkonen 13th, Pierre Gasly 14th, Antonio Giovinazzi 15th, who caused a bit of a kerfuffle at the beginning. And then a lot of people out, actually. Robert Kubica went out on lap 28, George Russell on lap 27, we'll come back to that. Vettel, lap 26. Ricardo lap 24, but his, the damage was done to his car on the first lap, and he just he went on as long as he could, but there was too much damage to the floor. When you damage the floor of the car, um, it's very sensitive to, if there's any broken parts or bits missing, the aero is affected massively in your downforce levels and the balance of the car, and it, it becomes very difficult and maybe a bit dangerous to drive. So he did what he could, but yeah, a bit of a shame for him. Uh, and then Grosjean, Went out on the first lap. Not his fault for a change. So just unlucky. He just seems to be a magnet to um, crashes and shit and just kerfuffles. But anyway, shame for him because he had a really, you know, he was starting really high up and he and the Haas was performed pretty well. So you could have had two top 10 point finishes for Haas. But yeah, a bit of a shame. So there we go. Uh, and then there's a little final note saying Magnus received a five second time penalty for leaving the track and gaining an advantage which is complete bollocks because he left the track and did not gain an advantage he lost a place and wouldn't have really i don't think he, he would have gained that place back maybe he would have but um yeah he kind of he went off on this corner and there's a set rule there's these like bollards they put which you have to go round so you you don't end up being able to cut the corner and gaining time and uh, there are two sets of bollards and depending on which part of the the corner you go straight on to you have to either go around both bollards or the, or one bollard and he was supposed to go around two and only went around one so he did make an effort to do it but just for the angle that he came in I don't think he could have made it anyway so um and he lost a place but he got penalized anyway so it's a shame for them and it's a small team and every point counts for them so yeah he was um I think he was all right about it but he was a bit pissed off I think you know you could tell he was a bit disappointed with uh what happened and Anyway, but in mind, what are you going to do? So, uh, I'm going to bring up the BBC stuff as well. So, yeah, the race. So, it's kind of, if you listened to yesterday, what I was saying was, because Leclerc was out front and there's such a long run down to the second corner, because the first corner is just a little kink in the road, so it's not really even really a corner. Um, because of that, they... Um, Mercedes Ferrari were worried that Hamilton might get the toe and be able to overtake them. So it seems like, although it's hard to, for everyone to confirm exactly what happened with this, but it seems like Leclerc and um, uh, yeah, it seems like Leclerc and Vettel had a little plan so that essentially, and the team as well, were in on this. Supposedly, the Leclerc was going to stay on the left hand side give Vettel the toe and not normally if you were in pole you'd move across to the right to cut to, to give you the best line into the into the corner and, and you kind of yeah anyway so but he stayed left so that essentially Vettel got the toe and then could hopefully leapfrog Hamilton which ha did happen but then he also was going so fucking quick that he leapfrog Leclerc and the plan was if Vettel did get ahead of him that Leclerc he'd just give the place straight back to Leclerc because obviously they were trying to help each other out get a one-two and go from there but Vettel just I don't know he just <laughs> I suppose it's what makes a world champion he just went fuck that <laughs> and he got such a good start 
he was past Hamilton straight away anyway. So they, before the tow, it even come into effect. And he just, yeah, towed Leclerc, went past him into the, into the second corner, went round, boom, off ahead and did that. He was just like classic Vettel. He just managed to get a nice little gap. I think he had about a six second gap, five to six second gap he built eventually. Um, Leclerc couldn't keep up with him. Uh, Hamilton was right on their tail as well. He kind of got to about a three second gap behind Leclerc and just kind of sat there really. So he was close enough, but not too close to get adverse effects from following the car in front, which is a big issue in Formula One, especially in this track. So, yeah, it was interesting. And then everyone said, oh, that was that's, that well done. That was good of Vettel, you know, that you got past him all that. And then it turns out, oh no, the plan that the plan kind of came out and there were radio messages and Claire was like, oh, you know, and that was like, oh, they were telling Vettel to let him through and all this shit. He was like, no, nah, he's not close enough now and all this kind of shit. So then they were saying to Claire, oh, we'll sort it out in the pit stops and and they did sort out in the pit stops in the end, but it was a bit, um, everyone seems up in arms about what Vettel did because, I mean, I guess supposedly if there was an arrangement and he kind of went back on it, then maybe that's a bit sneaky. But it's, to be honest, it's not much different from what Leclerc did to Vettel in qualifying at Monza. They were he was supposed to give him a toe and he didn't. He kind of disappeared off and uh, Vettel couldn't get the toe. So, um, so I guess maybe that's why. Maybe that motivated him to do it. Maybe, um, but I think Vettel's point was he got such a good start anyway that he was past Hamilton anyway. And it's, as far as he was concerned, they were racing. So, but I guess maybe because Leclerc had thought otherwise, then it's a bit unfair. But um, I mean, Vettel had the pace; he was well out in front and um, doing really well. They actually, I think, Ferrari were a bit annoyed, so they pitted Leclerc first to try and do the undercut, um, which worked because then they left they left Vettel out a bit longer because Hamilton was close. Well, they said it's because I'll be Hamilton's going long, so we want you out for a bit longer to cover him off. Um, and he eventually came in, pitted, came out just behind Leclerc. So it kind of Ferrari managed to work that one out with a bit of strategy and sneakiness. Um, and I think Vettel knew that was happening. So, you know, fair enough. But it just seems a bit like, I don't know. It's just weird. Who are they supporting? Why, why overcomplicate things with a strategy like that when it really wasn't going to be that much of an issue it just seems to be just just fucking race you know your car is probably quicker than the mercedes at the start they were anyway so um yeah i don't know it just i think everyone's just getting their knickers in a twist over nothing really but um i mean vettel was great it was like old school vettel get out ahead and off he goes and just commands the race from there and he probably would have won the race if not for ferrari being annoyed that <laughs> that initial move and then um, obviously after he basically he came out from the pits did two laps and then had a, a engine problem his uh, electric hybrid power unit I think was damaged or something went wrong with it and um, he had to stop and then ironically because Leclerc had pitted Hamilton hadn't Vettel had just pitted came out had the issue had to pull the car over on the track because it wouldn't make it back because it would have just damaged the engine too much so they had to pull it over that caused a virtual safety car. So Hamilton pits, and under a virtual safety car, you essentially gain about 10, well, maybe 15 seconds in the pit stop because all the cars on the track are going slower because under a virtual safety car, all the cars have to slow down to a set speed kind of time. Um, and um, 
So if you pit under that period, all the cars are going slower. So a car that would have overtaken you in a normal pit stop is going exponentially slower. So then you can get in, get get your tyres and get out in front of them, which is exactly what Hamilton did. And um, uh, Bottas did as well, but Leclerc was just close enough to get past in that set, in that bit. And then they restarted. And actually, like two laps later, um, Williams, uh, George Russell had a brake problem. And literally the, the virtual safety car had just ended and he puts his foot down. But luckily, he wasn't going that quickly and his just left brake just basically failed on him. And he just went straight on. Um, and it could have been a much worse accident. So luckily, the virtual safety car was out. So, And then they had to... Um, retire Kubica for Williams as well because I think they were afraid he might have a similar problem with the brake and obviously that's quite a big safety concern although Kubica's come out afterwards and said oh he's annoyed that they retired the car due to um, he, he kind of said to save on parts but I, I've kind of got the impression it was for safety because if, if there's an issue with your brakes then that's um, it's a fast track so I think they did the right thing um See, where did I get up to? Yeah, so then there was a full safety car because of Russell's crash. At that point, Leclerc, who was on medium tyres, and then Hamilton and Bottas had both put on soft tyres. So Leclerc was on these medium tyres that he hadn't had on for very long. Um, but he decided, he was in P2 at this point, he decided to pit under the safety car, come in, get some soft tyres, so he was on the same tyres as Hamilton and Bottas, and try for like a, the last 20 laps just to, you know, smash it, basically. Um Oh, actually, yeah, what was it? Um, it was lap 27, so 28, no, 38, 48. Yeah, so like 24 laps they needed to do. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, so Leclerc came in, put on the tyres, lost a place, was in third, came out ahead of Verstappen. And so that was the restart, was Hamilton, Bottas, Leclerc. Um, and off they went, and um, Bottas was under basically constant pressure from Leclerc for the next 24 laps basically um i think a lot of people thought oh we'll get past bottas but bottas you saw how good he was around this track a couple of years ago in 2017 where he managed to hold uh vettel at bay with with him hot on his heels um and actually win the race so um he's really good around this track and in terms of knowing where to defend where to get better exit speeds and stuff and the the i guess the thing that won it i mean despite ferrari's pace advantage on the straights Mercedes was so good in the last sector which is quite this windy sector it was getting just enough ahead and just enough drive out the last corner to be just enough ahead so that Claire couldn't make a dent with the DRS so um, impressive I think Mercedes I don't know whether they were uh, yeah it just it was yeah it was interesting that the, the Mercedes could stay ahead given that the Ferrari should have been faster on the straight so um, yeah, that was an interesting one. Uh, but Bottas did a great job defending, so we well done to him, and it, it meant Lewis could kind of just like pull out a lead, control the pace, and then, then he actually started putting in like fastest lap after fastest lap and got the fastest lap as well, so he got an extra point, so he kind of ended with 26 points. Um, it was quite exciting towards the end with Leclerc trying to get past Bottas. Like it, it was... Um, it was kind of set up for him, like getting past Bottas and then putting pressure on Hamilton and it being a bit of a ding dong. But um, I think by putting those soft tires on, it didn't really give him. Not that he didn't give him a chance, but it probably gave him the best chance. Maybe they had to do it, but he did sacrifice that place 
I guess, to try and go for the win. So you've got to kind of commend them for trying that. So, I mean, because I guess, you know, second or third doesn't make a difference. It's the win that they really want. So um, so fair play to them for trying. Um, but maybe staying out on that medium and putting pressure on Hamilton, you know, because Leclerc would have been on a more durable tyre, it might have... Um, they could have just kept pressuring Hamilton and either to make a mistake or to wear his tyres out quicker or something. But... Um, as it was, that didn't happen, and yeah, the Mercedes drove a really, it's just a solid race, like it wasn't outstanding in any way, I mean, they were driving pretty quick times, and for Hamilton to keep up with the Ferraris at the start was quite impressive, because they just disappeared, um, they were going so fast, and then at the end, to um, he was actually saying that you can kind of push every lap, because the tyres, the degradation isn't too bad, so you, it's great, because you can almost do like quality, quality laps every lap, um, so it's quite high intensity and, and the three cars like Bottas, Hamilton and Leclerc all finished pretty close to each other so, so they were really pushing it I mean they finished um, 14 seconds ahead of um, Verstappen so they, they were you know hauling ass there so um, and then you know 40 seconds ahead of Albon actually let's talk about Albon because he obviously started from the back of the grid started a bit slow through the race and then just like he did in the race before, he started slow and didn't get in and involved in any big things and just worked his way up the up through the pack. And then after the various safety cars and good strategy, he ended up in about 10th or 9th and then got up to 5th just through some good passes and solid racing. Um, so he did, after the weekend he had with a crash and a few other, you know, just not showing not much speed and couldn't get the balance of the car right. To get a fifth from the back of the grid, I mean, that's about as good as you could have done. So that's, I mean, really, really happy for him. Um, and that's another 10 points. So he's kind of hauling back against um, the other drivers. So he, he could get a, a solid sixth in the World Championship, even though he's only going to have, you know, seven races or something to do it. So that, that's very impressive. So, um yeah, so that, I mean, that was a great drive from Albon. Um, people just kind of brushed over that a bit, but considering how difficult his weekend was and starting at the back of the grid and quite a hectic race with safety cars and all that, I think to get to fifth, and, and on merit as well, because he had to make a lot of passes, um, I think that was a really good, really solid drive. And, I mean, same for Carlos Sainz, just to get that P6. Um, great for the team. It, it puts them not too many points ahead of I mean they, they should be able to lock in that fourth place in the constructors construct say that right constructors uh, championship so um hang on I have a whiskey ah, delicious yeah so um yeah good job from them Perez strong race Norris he's, he needs to I think he's showing lots of speed but maybe during the races he's not quite getting the maximum out of the car so maybe that's stuff he can he can work on magnuson yeah it was a shame what happened with the penalty because he'd have finished um in eighth pretty much maybe seventh if he'd got past perez so um so yeah a bit of a shame for for magnuson but he's still got a couple of points so that's good uh, and then that's sole point for hulkenberg he drove a good race had a few issues but nothing too bad. Got a black and white flag, which is like a yellow card equivalent in football. You know, it's like a warning. 
so you don't have anything bad happen to you, but you, you get warned. So I, I don't know what that was for, actually. They didn't actually show you, but he's obviously getting a bit racy. Um, and everyone else, yeah, I mean, Danny Kvyat, a bit of a nothing race, and Gasly, Toro Rosso didn't do that well. Kimi Raikkonen had a false start at the beginning and got penalised for that, so that kind of ruined his race. But Giovinazzi, I don't know why he did so badly, because Raikkonen had a drive-through, for fuck's sake, or a stop-and-go or something, and he still finished ahead of Giovinazzi. So I don't know what happened to him. He, that's that's pretty terrible. Especially after the safety car, so they're all kind of bunched up. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, pretty entertaining race, despite the um, controversy with Vettel. But I, I, like I said, I'm not really... I don't think it was that bad. I mean, fucking hell. You don't become a world champion by being nice, you know. And it's... um. But I guess his defiance at kind of ignoring orders, it's like, what, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, um, there's lots of articles about it. So, I mean, you can go and read what's going on. But I think people are just hyping it up a bit too much. Cause I guess, you know, it keeps it in the news and the press and all that shit. But, um, I don't know. I think they should just stop fucking fucking about you're not I don't think you're going to lose the um, second place in the constructors or I mean it is quite tight but I think um, let me just go to standings um, constructors let's see yeah I mean Ferrari are 100 points ahead of Red Bull so they're in a pretty solid position so this team 1-2 stuff it's I mean it should just be just let them race don't get involved just say I mean, the thing is, with this track, they know that if you get on pole, you're liable to get past on the, on the straight. So maybe getting pole position in Russia isn't what you want to do. You want to be on the second row of the grid um, where Vettel started. P3 is, I think, the ultimate place to be in that in that um, thing. So maybe next year someone might think about that and go, actually, I want to be in P3 at this race because we know what happened last year and the year before. So, um, you know... And it's not, I mean, Vettel was on P3 through, that's how quick he was and et cetera, et cetera, and Leclerc P1. I mean, just let him race. If that's what happens, that's what happens. And just de- deal with it on the track. And I don't know, you just, I think you're, um, if you're in a championship battle, fair enough. But otherwise, just let him race. Have your two different strategy guys so the different sides of the team with each driver is a little bit separate. So you can kind of race against each other. Just let's see who's the quickest driver and the best driver. And I think today, or yesterday, sorry, it was it was Vettel. And he actually got driver of the day, which is a vote they do. Um, so I thought that was, um, yeah. And it was, it was like old Vettel. It was awesome. It's just like stubborn and fast and kind of like he had the bit between his teeth. So he, he seems to be having a little resurgence in like confidence or whatever it is. So that's really good to see. So um, I think the next few races, Suzuka... Oh, it's going to be an interesting one. Hamilton's legendary around there, but then you've got Leclerc and that Ferrari is just rapid at the moment. Um, and then Vettel with kind of a little resurgence as well. So, um, I mean, it was, it was a really strong result for Mercedes, obviously with the 1-2, and it helped Hamilton's world championship standings as well. So it takes a bit of pressure off them. You could, they were very relieved to get the win. So it's... Um, I still think it's going to be quite an exciting build, well, last few races, so. Um, might just have a little flick through. 
Um, what people were saying. Um, let's see what they say. It's so inconsistent, this BBC site. They sometimes have a thing as, oh, what they said, and then they don't fucking... There was a thing about Vettel there. Oh, I can't fucking find it. Um, I don't know. Fucking hell. Anyway, never mind. You probably don't want to hear all that nonsense. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I think it was a pretty good race. Um, we've got Suzuka in a couple of weeks. Uh, a few other podcasts happening this week. I've got mate Dave on on Wednesday, hopefully. We're going to trial our little phone call gadgetry on this new Roadcaster Pro thing that I'm using. So that's going to be good to trial that and see what the sound quality is like. Uh, and then on Friday, we've got the triumphant return of Daniel, uh, a former work colleague, sort of slash boss of mine. Uh, and the unicorn is back as well. So we're going to have a drunken conversation about something and the fireball might come out uh so that should be fun hopefully you won't get too loose um and um yeah like i said then the week after we've got the uh suzuka japanese grand prix so that's going to be awesome um so yeah i mean if you want to read more about this vettel stuff there's a few good articles on the bbc site so you go to bbc.com forward slash sport uh, there's some good stuff or you could have over to skysports.com forward slash F1 um, and um, there'll be some interesting articles there about it as well but like I said I think people are just getting a bit uppity about it and I think Ferrari uh, I don't know they have moments of brilliance but then moments of idiocy when it comes to running a team and managing people they just don't seem to get it right and I think they just need to choose a direction and stick to it and at the moment, there's a struggle of who's going to be the number one. Now, obviously, they're siding with Leclerc at the moment because uh, I see that's where their future is. So maybe that's it. And, you know, is Vettel going to stay next year? Who fucking knows? Like, if I was Vettel, are you going to put all that for another year to try and maybe get a championship? But can you beat Leclerc? That's the problem. Or do you sign off with another team or just fucking leave? I don't know. And just go and chill out with your family and forget about it. So I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But it's going to be exciting for the next few races for sure because of this Vettel-Leclerc thing bubbling away and you, you feel like it's going to implode at some point and they're going to like crash into each other or something cool like that. So that's going to make things interesting. Um, and then, yeah, obviously you've got Hamilton trying to get that championship sealed as well. So, um, And also seeing like Albon, he's got a, he's got he's racing for his, his career at the moment. So he needs a really solid few more races. But if he continues to race, like to come back this weekend from how it started to how it finished, he did an incredible job. So I think if he can continue that each weekend and build on, it seems like he's just building really slowly into it. Like he's not trying to push too hard too soon. He's trying to get a hold of things and then, even, you know, through the weekend getting gradually quicker and even through a race, um, it's like how he's starting quite cautiously but then cutting through the pack and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, he, it's going to be a tough few races for him but I think he's going to do it. If it was me, I'd sign him for next year now basically to take the pressure off and I think he's shown more potential than Gasly and the Kvyat's locked in for Toro Rosso next year. So as far as I'm concerned, the decision's made. You just say, right, you're in another 12 months. I'd actually sign him for two years, to be honest with you, just to give him that extra buffer because I think he's got the potential um, to perform at Max's level. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be exciting, though. Uh, so cheers. I've waffled enough. 
I'm going to end it there and uh, we'll be back uh, in a few days, hopefully, if not definitely Friday. And then we'll be back for the uh, Japanese Grand Prix the following weekend as well. So uh, cheers for tuning in, everyone. And we'll be back very soon. Cheers. Bye.